Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 323 of the Girls Gone Wild podcast. This episode is sponsored by Kettlebell Kitchen. It's Yummy. what I'm going to have for lunch today. What did you have for lunch today, oh, Claire? Let's see. I have it right here. It <laughs> Do you is, have it right there? Um, kettlebell Keto Cuban Roast Pork. This Cuban-inspired dish combines juicy roasted pork and diced zucchini with lightly steamed green beans. Comes with a keto coconut cream is a delicious dipping sauce. Somebody didn't proofread their label. <laughs> In addition to our popular chimichurri dressing. So good, guys. Get it's your kettlebell best. kitchen and support the podcast by using the discount code GGW. We know you have a lot of podcasts and a lot of sponsors to support, but we think this is a really great one. Not only do they have delicious food, but it's so convenient. All the packaging is thoughtful. Like, I feel like I'm not being super wasteful when they send me their stuff. And it microwaves really well. You just have to take the sauce out, microwave it, nuke it for like a second. I mean, longer than that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It, doesn't take the, and, it doesn't take long at all. And they freeze great. So if you're like, like, you yeah. know what? I don't need this every single day, but I'd like it as a backup option. Get a box, get get yourself like a, you know, 10 meals or so. Yeah. Throw them in your freezer and then you just have them ready to go. If you're like running late out the door and you're like, crap, I have a lunch meeting today or like, man, I'm so, I just got in the door. I'm so hungry and I just don't want to like make myself something. Boom. Kettlebell Kitchen out of the freezer works great. Kettlebell Kitchen. They're the best that we've tried and we've tried a lot and I'm not even exaggerating. I will say too that I love that you can switch things pretty easily on the website once you have an account set up and then you can also pause them. For example, when I was in Hawaii, I had to pause my meals because I didn't need a delivery and it was super easy. So kettlebellkitchen.com, the discount code GGW. Thank you in advance for supporting Joy and Claire. Claire, let's hear all about your road trip. And people are really excited about the hot tips, travel tips. Hot tips. Hot tips. Don't take two kids on a cross-country road trip. (laughs) That's my hot tip. Uh, No. When you said that you were like, you did a 20 hour, you know, you did like a 17 hour trip or whatever it was in like 20 hours. I was like, oh dear God, that's so 13 long. hours. It's supposed to take 13. It took us 20. So, so go ahead. Okay. It could have been worse. Well, I'll lead with that. Nobody threw up. Nobody pooped. Uh, there were no stinky fluids. And that was like my baseline. I was like, as long as no one vomits, I will be okay. So miles, let's start with a bait. Let's, let me just back up. We drove to Arkansas from Colorado. It is about, and then back again, like this you have to do. the big family trip of 2019 that you hadn't done yes. in 15 years with your whole family. Right. Hey, family trip. And so we, on the way out there, uh, we drove from Boulder to Wichita, which was about, took us about eh, eight hours or so. Ten, I think it's supposed to take eight, eight hours and took us 10. And we stayed the, the night in Wichita in this really cute Hyatt right on the river. And it was so nice. And then we drove the next the rest of the way the next day. That was okay. Stopping overnight was fine. The hotel was great. I was, Brandon followed me a couple days later. So I drove out in a caravan with my dad and my stepmom and my brother, uh, my twin brother. And so it was like a little bit crazy because although they were very supportive, they're not like the parents. And so I was sort of, I didn't end up driving at all because I actually ended up sitting in the back in between their car seats for most of the drive. Yeah, because just like I, tending to them. Yeah. Had to manage. Right. So on the way out and on the way back, for that matter, Miles did great. He could have cared less because he gets the iPad. We don't do a lot of screen time and we especially don't do a lot of like iPad time. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not anti screen time all the time, but he just doesn't, you know, we play outside this time of year, especially man, like for a trip deal. and flying with kids. Oh my gosh. Do it, man. No. So I, I would incur. I'm like, you please do, do it. it. Please Use it. Do it. 
And that's what I was about to say is that because we don't do it that much at home, when we need it, it is so effective. So it's like great. crack. Yeah. And so he, so, okay, we drove out. Everything was fine. Drove back. We did it in one push and lay back. Supposed to take about 13 hours door to door for two adults. Like that's how much it took Brandon when he drove out the next day. On the way back, it took us like almost 20 hours. We left at four in the morning, Arkansas time and got home at like 11, almost o'clock at night, Colorado time, which is... No, it must have been a little earlier than that. Yeah, no, 11 o'clock at night. So um, here are my tips. if For toddlers, if your kid likes the iPad, go for it and make sure you give them headphones because that way you and the rest of your family don't have to freaking listen to Dinosaur Train for 20 straight hours. The PBS Kids app and the PBS Kids game app were both clutch, as was um, we had like Disney kids pulled up in the browser. And so I, so what I did was I like created a new, you know, on like Apple devices and you swipe your apps, there's like kind of pages where they all live. Yeah. So I created like a page where all of Miles's apps lived so that he could just like navigate between them on his own. Great. So he didn't have to like hand it to me every time he wanted to go to a game, whatever. So that's what we did. It was great. We had snacks for him. We cut, we did a lot of pouches, um, cheddar bunnies, string cheese, I pre-cut You're like really this is great. This is Oh my like, gosh, I'm telling you're you guys. Just making like a a playground in the car. Oh yeah, we yeah. um mobile had, I took like a a big carton of strawberries and I pre-cut them and cut off all the tops so that there wasn't going to be any like strawberry tops to throw away. He ate those. Uh, we had the you know, water bottle with like a little straw. He was golden. Oh, Did he also ever get into the baby shark song. I'm not oh, even going to sing no. it. Okay, good. Uh-uh. Great. No. I'm so glad. Yeah, so glad he was. For you. He was like right on the cusp of not on being interested. Uh, not being right. interested. Yeah, uh-uh. okay. I mean, he knows it. If sure. you sing it, he'll sing but it. But didn't require like I was going to say. That's where no. headphones would really come in no. handy. Thank, thank God. No. <laughs> so he. Um, the other thing that I got was I got like those little shades that you put on the car window so the sun doesn't blare in your car window, which I would recommend because then it didn't glare on the iPad. Okay, Miles, easy. Kids are easy. Toddlers are easy, for, in my opinion, on car trips, as long as they don't get car sick. If your kid gets car sick, I feel for you. I don't have any tips. <laughs> I got car sick as a child. Yeah. And so oh. my only tip was like, Dramamine, just like knock them out. Might be frowned upon. This is not a medical opinion. <laughs> I don't even know if you're, if you're supposed to give your kid Dramamine. Someone's going to write in and be like, oh We're my just, God, I can't believe you'd suggest yeah. giving your child Dramamine. Yeah. We're just talking about survival tips, really. <laughs> yes. Survival <laughs> tips. Just get your kid drunk, put him in the car. <laughs> Go 90 miles an hour for as long as you can. Just a little bit. Just like a little drunk. Just a little drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fine. Um, Okay. Baby stiff. So we knew obviously that Evie was going to be the the X factor here. What I eventually figured out by by our trip home was that the earlier in the day that we were driving, the more agreeable she was. And that's just kind of like her personality anyway. And I think babies in general, a lot of babies, they tend to just be in a better mood in the morning. And so that's why we left as early as we did on the way home is because I was like, okay, as much as we can get get covered before noon, she might not necessarily sleep that whole time, but she will be in a better mood. So we left, um, you know, and kind of like she slept for the first several hours. And here's what we, what I thought would work versus what actually worked. What I thought would work was taking a couple really long breaks, like a long breakfast break, a long lunch break, and a long dinner break so that the kids could get out, stretch their legs. Evie 
seemed to really just be getting mad that she was still in the car seat because like you're strapped in you can't move around I get it it's uncomfortable and you know of course we would pull over and like change her diaper really quick or whatever but um, I'll get to that in a minute however we came to realize after our long lunch stop that it did not actually matter the length of the stop what she was interested in was the frequency of the stops so we switched our strategy and what I would suggest is taking frequent short stops not fewer longer stops like hit all the rest stop areas yes real quick. like yeah like yeah. every hour or two just pull over for 10 minutes yeah so with that also we bought a, a cargo box to go on the top of our car we got a yakima we really like it we got the bigger one because we want to be able to put skis in it as well but I like you know that word you do you yakima i know it's fun to say reminds me of jicama which i love jicama i also do like the word jicama <laughs> Hikama. And I also like to eat jicama. So I mean, all yeah. everything about jicama I enjoy. <laughs> yakima, <laughs> the yakima box. We did did that so that we could have keep the trunk open so that we could do diaper changes in the trunk because I knew that all the rest ups we stopped at the changing tables would be gross and they were. So I'm really glad that we did that. So we put the you know there were a couple things in the trunk like stuff that couldn't that didn't fit in the Yakima and like a cooler but for the most part I tried to make it so that I had enough spot space in the trunk that I could lay her down and that really helped also because there everywhere we stopped there wasn't necessarily a spot for her like on the grass or if there was some grass I was just looking at thinking like this is just nothing but dog pee so yeah the trunk tummy time situation was was key highly recommend so those are my main tips frequent short stops trunk or otherwise like clean car space where you can let your baby kind of move around let them um, kick just let them the kick going they just need oh. to kick and, and the other free. thing that we really liked for her was we bought a it's called a shusher hmm. it looks like a little toy microphone and it just goes shh like a, shh oh like a white noise that shushes shh yes it's an actual recording of a human voice going shh the, the one, my one gripe with it is that it doesn't just go forever. It has like a tw- 15 or 30 minute timer, which otherwise so like, parents would have it on all day. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Shh, still. Shh. So like every 30 minutes I had to like climb over the seat and turn it back on. Yeah. So that was annoying. But I think that that really helped because I think like she's a really light sleeper. And so that helped her like not um, notice the changes in the different car noises going on. Like if we sped up or slowed down or there was like a something that went by us mm-hmm. or did we hit you know whatever then we hit like some rough patch of road real quick yes how much do parents get pissed off on fourth of july i thought i was like pissed off because of all the people in my neighborhood lighting off fireworks and jt hates fireworks or dogs hate fireworks but i was like oh i didn't even think about like sleeping children how mad i would be as a parent oh my gosh if i had a I sleeping rate. baby i'd be no. i'd be out there like with a with <laughs> some type of like blowhorn with being right. like stop oh our neighborhood is very festive and they have yeah. been setting off fireworks for weeks yeah and i just like i walk outside with my mom face on like who set that yeah. off yeah yeah i do that too and i'm like who is doing that one time i ran outside because i was so mad and jt was just shaking and i just yelled as loud as i could and Scott was like, uh, you better be careful. Like, don't go outside just yelling in the dark. Like, who knows is out there? But anyway, I just thought about that. Like, all the parents with sleeping children on 4th of July, too. No, it's the worst. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah. Mo- mom rage would be real. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so those are my tips. Hot and tips. don't because forget. We made it. it looks like we you made did it. a great job. And don't forget yourself. 
like pack yourself a water bottle, pack a lot of snacks for you and your whoever your driving buddy is. Don't do it by yourself. You have to have someone who can crawl into the back. You have to have space to be able to crawl into the back unless you want to be pulling over every two minutes. Um, you really like I was not expecting to have to crawl into the back. I probably spent 80 percent of the car trip in between smashed in between the two car seats. And I just you had you got to make it work. Like yeah. Tim Gunn says, you made it work. And you in proper prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Right. right? I learned that That's from my what brother. They say. That's a military thing, I think. I don't know. Yes. Maybe not. Or a life thing. Uh, a life thing. Good uh, job, I, you. I would also say at the end of the day, I feel like road tripping is just as hard as air travel, just in a different way. Yeah. The thing I love about road tripping is you can take all the stuff that you need with you. You can take your pack and play. You have your car seats that you like. You can take all the snacks. You can take like, we took like a little bouncy chair that she likes. Like we never would have flown with that stuff. And you're not on anybody else's schedule. So you're not like, oh, we missed our connection. Like on the way there. So my, so two of my brothers. Traveling with children on someone else's time schedule is like the worst. Yeah. No. So on the way there, my one brother who came from Denver They missed their connection on the way there. And then my other brother on the way out, on the way back to New York, had like a nine-hour delay in Chicago with three kids. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it sucks to be on I-70 for 100 years, but at least I'm moving. At least I can can stop if I need to. Like, I can get where I need to go. I can get my kids what they need. I can, like, call call it and pull over for the night if we want to. Like, just so much more flexibility. Yeah, that freedom is important. Yeah, you give up the efficiency, but you gain so much in flexibility that I think it's worth it. Okay. Yep. And then you actually had a great time at the lake. Yeah. You didn't get sunburned. I didn't get sunburned. I did. However, I'm so mad about this. In Salina, Kansas, on our way back, we stopped for a lunch stop and I got eaten alive by noceums. Which are the those worst? Those little gnats. No-seums if you do not know, worst. if and you don't know what a noceum is. Described perfectly. Noceums. Yeah, no, can't see them. They just you appear can't out of nowhere on your butt. And just bite you everywhere. So my right butt cheek got absolutely attacked, which I don't understand because I had leggings on. So like I must have flown into my butt. <laughs> like into my legging and just like eh, freaked out and like just started biting everywhere I could go. So my whole right butt cheek is so itchy and I'm at work and I'm like, eh, like trying to like, like there's no way to just like casually just aggressively scratch your butt. Oh my and everyone's God. like, are you cool? Yeah. I'm like, it's so bad. Even to the point where like Miles notices, he'll walk up to me and say, he'll, he has been scratching my butt cheek. He's like, here, mom, I'll scratch your butt. <laughs> bottom. He says bottom. We're very clear with that. He's like, here, mom, yeah, I'll scratch yeah. your bottom. Oh my God. Yeah, it's that bad. Is, I'm so sorry. Has anything anyway. helped? Have you just been uh, rubbing some uh, cortisone? Yeah, I've just been like putting Benadryl cream, but the problem is that I have to sit on it. And so like, you know, if you have a bug bite and you like, like brush up against it and oh. it just starts itching, that's just my life right now. So mm-hmm. yesterday I used, I tried the um, approach of using like loose fitting pants because I thought it would help. Didn't help. Today I'm wearing tighter jeans. And I think that actually is the strategy because it like compresses it a little bit. Yeah. So like I get, I'm getting less like external. No oxygen. Uh, to it well and also <laughs> like push up against it yeah and i feel like the jeans are like protecting it a little bit so i'm not getting like as sure. much external stimulation <laughs> oh it's a struggle but yeah so i didn't Ow. get sunburned that was a big deal okay it was fun i'm really grateful that i have a big i mean i have a huge immediate family this is only like half of my immediate family yeah but i'm really grateful that we all like each other enough to be able to spend a week together and not yeah, have that's any huge. Like, major drama that's yeah. amazing I'm glad you guys got to do this well good job uh we forgot to do we forgot to plug our social at the beginning do you want to plug our social right now since we're trying to be better about that oh yeah <laughs> as um, we transition to our, another, our next topic i know okay great uh transition so in case you guys aren't following us on instagram i would say by far we are the most active on instagram of any of our social channels yeah so if you're like 
I don't really, there's so many places. Can I say something too really quick about Instagram? Why yes. has our followers, and I know this is probably like just across the board, maybe for Gone Instagrams. down. Yeah. And, or it stayed stagnant. It's like, yeah, we, like we get new ones all the time. All the I time, think but yeah. it's weird. I think I'd that's wa- happening to a lot of people. And I think it's a combination of people leaving Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm just not stressed out about it. But yeah, I, I'm over not the course worried of the about year, it, but I think it's weird because I'm like, we've been doing this for so long. Surely right, our audience keeps adding. growing. And I'm not saying like Instagram's the only place that we should be like adding, but it's weird to me. It's weird to me. I agree. Curious to know if like other um, so people out there. Right. Are experiencing that. I think they are. Yeah, so we are at Joy and Claire underscore on Instagram. Somebody also asked, like, what is the deal with our Instagram stories that we kind of like stopped and then we started again? And now we're, I, I feel like we're doing way fewer. Yes. Than we were. So we stopped because someone was like, I don't get why you stopped. I feel like we did a pretty good job of explaining it. That yeah. person apparently does not actually listen to the podcast, which is fine. But now we're kind of trickling back into it. I maybe post like at most one story a day, which still like feels good. You know, like, hey guys, just kind of like, here's, something I wanted to yes. share that I did not feel like warrants an entire Instagram post, but I'm, I'm glad that we took a little break because I it definitely broke the cycle of feeling like I constantly was like looking through the lens at my entire day through the lens of like, how should I be posting this on Instagram? Like, oh, I should post about this. Yeah. And I'm so glad we did that too, because it made me more mindful. The exact same thing you just said, but I also, I, it made me realize and appreciate too, that I love interacting with our audience. And that's just a really easy, quick way to interact with our audience. And so I've started posting again on stories, but just again, from a place where I'm like, Ooh, I really want to share this with people and I want to kind of get their feedback as well. So for the most part, I'm going to post things where I feel like people are going to respond to it and give feedback or say something. And um, it gives me a chance to to talk to you guys. And I really, really, really like that. So the other quick thing too, is we begin, we've been getting so many emails recently, just about just a lot of the episodes we've been doing. And I want to make sure people understand that we do read all your emails. And I, there's a lot of questions I want to get to in future episodes. But if you haven't heard back from us on something, please just email us again or ping us and say, Hey, I really want you to respond to this on the podcast, or I'd really like to hear this guest on the podcast. We always really appreciate your feedback, especially after doing this for so long. If there's anything new you want us to cover or even... I'm still, I'm still like holding out that people will leave us voice memos. Like I really want that to be a thing. (laughs) So if you even just, if it's easier for you to just talk your question into the phone, that would be awesome. And you can just email that to us, girlsgonewad at gmail.com. So uh, anything else on social you wanted to add as far as where to, where to find us? I mean, you can find us on Facebook, girlsgonewad. And always you guys can email us, girlsgonewad at gmail.com. We love reading your emails. Like Joy said, I feel like we have gotten a couple of people who re- respond back to us and like, hey, you never re- like replied to this. And then we still don't reply, mm-hmm. which I feel pretty bad about when that happens. But at the same time, like I want you guys to know that we do really read all of your things. And a lot of times, and we've talked about this before too, a lot of times emails that require more thought and processing are tend to unfortunately be the ones that are missed the most because I'll read it and think, wow, I really want to come back to this and like be able to thoughtfully respond. And then I just never create the time to do that. And so we're trying to be better about that. And yeah, again, like we also love anytime you guys have leads for us on guests and 
just fun stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I was thinking about recently is like, we really want to, we haven't really had a good like unicorn guest in a while, like someone that we were like, oh, we really want to have this person on. So I think you and I need to talk about that at some point and be like, who do we really, really want to have on? Because I mean, Bob Harper was huge and we haven't really had someone that we're like, I mean, except for Dave, but I feel like Dave is kind of like a given, like we know that we could get him if we wanted to. So I feel like someone who's seemingly unattainable to have on the, on the show would be awesome. Oprah. Let's keep dreaming. I mean... <laughs> Just saying. That's the dream, right? It is the dream. I Brene. Go to, Brene is Brene. really the dream. Brene. <laughs> Brene. Okay. So let's take a quick turn to talk about this article. Uh, actually, it's not an article, but... Um, so It became an article. It became an article on uh, the morning chalk up. And it started with the owner of 11th Element CrossFit in Ohio. Graham Holmberg, Graham right? Holmberg, yeah. Who's so like a games athlete. A games athlete. You guys know this guy. Yes. So it started with this, art, I'm sorry, this email that went out to the members that talked about a dress code in the gym that they wanted to you know, enforce. And so this kind of blew up because a lot of people had a, had a lot of opinions about it. And I'm sure gym members were sharing it and shared with the morning chalk up and then the morning chalk up dug into it a little bit more. And I asked for opinions because I think it's a really interesting thing. I think it's an interesting thing for gyms to do. And I want to get people's responses. I have two reactions. Like I have one reaction that I feel like logical joy wants to respond to. And then I have emotional joy that wants to respond. And I was kind of laughing at myself the other day because I'm like, I there's a part of me that just wants to respond this way. But then the other part wants to be like, okay, now logical brain, let's try to calm down for a moment. So I wanted to be like reactive versus responsive or responsive versus reactive. But that's the reason why I really wanted people to weigh in because I'm like, okay, I want to see what other people think. Because my first response, my like, first reactive response was like, what the actual F? Are you kidding me? Like you want to put a dress code and this feels really targeted to women. And I was like completely, completely upset. But I want to kind of talk through some of the responses because I think everyone who responded gave such good points and really interesting angles uh, that I think would be important for us to kind of look at from all sides. What was your initial reaction? Just like WTF. Yeah. Why do you care? Yeah. That was my biggest thing. I was like, why do you care? Like, why now? You know, what, what, why is this an issue? Like, you mean, why do you care what people wear to the gym? Yeah. Not why do we care about why? I mean, yeah. Why does he care? Why does this gym care what people wear to the gym? Why now? Why are they bringing this up now? And just sort of like, is this really worth it? I don't know. I've coached, I've been a coach at several different gyms. Never once have I had any reaction to something that someone was wearing outside of like, oh, I like those shorts or whatever. Like, I've never looked at someone and been like, oh, they really shouldn't have worn that. Like, literally ever in my life to the gym. Yeah. I should clarify to the gym because at work, sometimes I look at people and I'm like, really? Flip flops? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, for me, I just kind of was like, this feels like an overstep and I just don't get it. You know, like, oh, it's distracting. Like, just, I don't, it just feels very like, come on guys. Like this isn't junior high. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the actual email that I think one of our listeners actually sent this to us. It says, we'd like to send out some examples on appropriate choices for women since there have been some questions about what fits into the new apparel policy. So then they sent out photos of what's appropriate and not appropriate. Please try to consider if the apparel you're choosing for the wad reveals certain areas to others. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, I'm laughing. An example would be deadlifts. If And if bending over to perform the lift is revealing your body to others in an inappropriate way. And so they have like pictures of the booty shorts, which I wear all the time. The Lululemon booty shorts, which are like, they look like yoga shorts. Okay, but, but also like, I'm sorry. Shorts. This, right. I, I like, this is my thing about just dress codes in general. I'm like, listen, if I'm bending over in the middle of deadlifts, <laughs> And you're looking at my butt instead of doing your own deadlifts. Yeah. That's your problem, that's not your, mine. That's your problem. Why are you that's obsessed an, with my I butt? Mean, I, th- well, yeah. I think that that's the thing in general about dress codes that say, oh, we have this dress code because of like distractions. It's like, it's not oh, my... Oh my gosh. You know what? And that... Okay. Let's dive and, into some of the comments because this will okay. kind of address my thoughts too. But I mean, I think the initial... I also want to make sure that we that I say up front before everyone kind of gets like mad at me is I completely understand that this guy has every right to put whatever rules he wants in his gym, right? Like he, they can yeah, do whatever like, they want. Just like his members have every right to go find a new gym. Exactly. <laughs> so we are sitting here. I, I think it's ridiculous. And I also think I want to weigh in on it because I think it's a bigger issue. That's why I have, that's why I take issue with it. It's a bigger issue. Look, you live your life however you want, but when you are being a leader in a community, then I have an issue that you're trying to police people and what they wear because you feel like it's too revealing or whatever. Like I just, I I take issue with that. If you're, if you're a leader in the community and you're also kind of being a hypocrite because you work out shirtless and there's a million pictures of you shirtless and that you're saying, Oh, we're just going to throw in for good measure that guys have to keep their shirts on whatever. It just feels so targeted to women. Okay. So some of the other one-sided and so a couple of the comments we, we received, a lot of people think that they're going to lose all of their business. And it's like, yeah, I think so. People are probably going to, going to leave. And so a lot of people said they saw both sides. Uh, they see both sides. Like they see that, look, you're a gym owner and that you can make the rules that you want. But at the same time, it's like, and I think it's kind of ridiculous that it feels a little bit one-sided, especially for women. Um, there was some, I think, talk. I don't know if it's like a religious standpoint, which where that comes in, I don't want to speak to because I feel like that's something that's like, again, your prerogative. If you want to make those rules in the gym as it ties to um, any type of beliefs, I completely respect that. If it's like <laughs> um, a gym can have its rules, but if I remember, I'd quit as I don't share their values. So then it comes into values. Like it, what kind of values are you setting up for your gym that you're saying we want to be a leader in this community? But our values are that we want you to cover your body. Well, it's like, it just feels like when you're going to the gym and let's, I don't even know what kind of climate they have there. If it's like hot and they don't have AC, a lot of people were like, they better have AC if they don't want me to wear booty shorts. Like, it's just, it's a really, really weird practice. I'm just, I I just feel like it's weird. Uh, Someone kind of wrote in that might be from that area. And they said, I feel like this speaks more to Hillard itself concerned with appearances kind of snooty. So I don't know if that's like the culture there, um, that people are kind of more concerned with appearances, but at the same time, like, well, so does that mean that because I wear booty shorts, like that I am some kind of like trashy person? Yep. Totally judging you. Yeah. I, I dis- someone wrote, I disagree with the dress code, though I wouldn't go topless or booty shorts. I want the option. I completely agree with that. Like the, the other thing I think of is, look, workout clothes are meant to be a piece of clothing where your body can move. And sometimes if I wear shorts that are longer, my thighs are larger. And it's really uncomfortable if I wear shorts that are longer it restricts my hips are a little, my, I'm not gonna say larger. My hips are my hips and my thighs are my freaking thighs. But the shorts that are made in this 
freaking society don't always fit my hips and my thighs. So booty shorts and spandex move really well with that situation I have going on. Um, I think that's what makes me mad too, is because I'm like, okay, so you're just telling me that I can't wear clothes that are going to move and CrossFit is like made to be really diverse in their movements. Um, someone said this policy is mostly focused on restricting women's attire, therefore has a sexist basis. People are working hard. Who cares as long as the basics are covered? This is very true. Someone said, I'm shocked that they didn't ban tanks too. <laughs> it says hashtag shoulders offend me. <laughs> Uh, my shoulders would be really offensive to someone. I think that's the other thing. That's the thing too, is it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like we have heard this conversation starting now around dress codes in middle schools and high schools yes, as well, right. where it's like, listen, you know, if my body is distracting, quote unquote, distracting you, that's your problem, not my problem. If you're looking at me in a certain way, you know, that's inappropriate, then th- it's not my responsibility to control that. Like, I should be able to wear whatever I want and not be concerned about what other people are thinking about me or considering about me. And that is, you know, that goes both ways of like, I don't want other women to be looking at me and being like, oh, why is she wearing that? And I don't want other men to be looking at me and thinking like, you know, gross stuff. Like, I, I, it's not my problem if you're distracted by what I'm wearing. It's just not. Okay, so then I think- Like, I'm not naked. Right. And I think the- I, I think we're I do, I think we're talking about adults, right? I, I feel differently with adolescents, high schools, like dress code at high schools. I we're not talking about that, right? So I think we're talking about an adult environment with adults. Someone brought up the really good point. I also again want to kind of throw in a lot of people were weighing in, being like, it's not a big deal. A lot of gyms gyms have dress codes, not a big deal. And I don't live in that world. I don't I haven't been to one gym that has a dress code policy. So this is very new to me. So I appreciate people being like, Oh yeah, this is not a big deal. Cause then I feel like I'm like, okay, am I making it a big deal? But I think what happens too is there's some comments where people made uh, made uh, on this post that that were like, Well, you know, infidelity happens all, all the time and um, it's like a super hypersexual environment. And so I could see how they that, want to police that. And I'm like, holy t- time. That out. was the one where I was like, oh, okay. And this, I feel like is going to open a whole other can of worms. Right. Because let's be honest, every single person who has spent more than a couple of months at the same CrossFit gym, maybe not every single one, <laughs> but I feel like there is a very major very bizarre theme of infidelity at CrossFit gyms. For sure. For sure. And I feel like I have seen it in multiple gyms that I've been a part of. Same here. And from, you know, between members, between coaches, between coaches and members, between coaches and coaches, and not even just gyms I've been a part of, but like in like my kind of sphere, which granted is large. Like I'm, you know, would consider my sphere to include multiple, multiple CrossFit gyms, but like it's not an unusual thing at all. Mm-hmm. And that is a weird theme to yeah, me. Right. And I kind of get it because it's like, hey, this is this new thing. I'm really passionate about it. Totally. I'm like building these really strong connections with people. This is like my safe space. It's this is where totally, I go to get away from my problems. It's kind of like work when you're spending yeah. so much time with people and developing relationships. Things start to get real exciting and you're like, oh, my problems, I don't have a care in the world here. And you don't have to face your problems with your partner. And then you kind of start to idealize this life and that CrossFit is going to solve all your problems if you if your partner would only just do CrossFit with you. And it's just, it's 
it's fantasy. It is pure, pure fantasy. So I wonder if there's a little bit of that, like maybe they're just trying to kind of police that and saying, hey, we want to provide an environment where people look, I'm sorry, clothing is not going to prevent people from hooking up. Like if, if you have a nice look, I don't even care if you have a nice figure that you're going to like be reve- revealing. Like if I ha- see some dude with like his washboard abs with his shirt off, I'm pretty sure he still looks good with those covered. Like, <laughs> it's like, you're not going to all of a sudden just be like, wow, he's got some nice shoulders, but man, I really, that just, I just draw the line with a t-shirt on those shoulders. So I'm not really not going to be attracted to him. <laughs> what are they thinking? Like that is not going to prevent people from being, you know, having an affair. It just, it's kind of an environment that wouldn't, if there's any kind of vulnerability or cracks in the armor for something like that to happen, a gym is going to kind of lend itself for that to be a place for that to happen, clothing or not. I don't think a dress code is going to yeah, prevent I'm people really from hooking up. To, I just I'm don't. really interested to hear people's take on I would love this. it. Yeah. I'm curious if this has happened in your gym or a gym that you know about, I feel like the majority of people who've been in the CrossFit world for more than a couple years or even months probably have um, heard about or experienced firsthand something like that happening. Some infidelity based in the CrossFit gym. Yeah, which right. is weird. Again, but apparently it is happens. weird. But okay. you know what? I think I I, I almost get it. wonder I get if it. it happens. It, yeah, I almost wonder if it happens like in gyms that are like newer and starting to develop and establish. Because I feel like there's times when like the newer people, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking about my own experiences, but I just feel like once a gym's really established in their values, it kind of sets the tone for like how the gym runs. And I'm not to say it's not saying it's like completely, you know, people are exempt from that happening at all. But I just feel like maybe I'm totally naive, but I just feel like any drama at my gym now is like gone. Like, and maybe it's just because I'm not like in it as much. But I, don't I think that's like, it. I think that's yeah. more it is that it's like yeah. you're not I kind of doing all the things from, anymore. Yeah, that's true. You're not going to the barbecue. I'm not paying like, attention to all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing too is that like it does. It's like sometimes newer gyms do more of that social stuff. Anyway, to kind of develop that, this their is community. Whole own episode, totally I get it. Like. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd be interested if people have experiences or opinions about that. I think that's really uh, kind of like a side note too to like the dress code because I know it happens, but as it relates to the dress code, I'm sorry, they're just not going to prevent that by putting this dress code in. A couple of quick comments and someone said, I'm moving to Hillard. I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Is it Hilliard? Hilliard? Hilliard. I'm so sorry if I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Literally Wherever no it is, in less than a month, need to find a different box, apparently. Uh, free the booty. I don't wear booty shorts, but still think this is BS. Baffled was my first thought, considering um, Holberg likes to work out with no shirt. Totally agree with that. Their box, their rules. Just be prepared for the consequences of that decision. Someone else said, boys and men have been doing activities shirtless forever. I'm team shirtless ladies forever. What other people wear shouldn't matter. They risk making members feel bad and leaving, but it's up to the affiliate. Are all the men allowed to wear booty shorts? (laughs) Great point. Great point. I think of like Sam Dancer. He always wears booty shorts and Speedos and he's fantastic and his body's amazing. But like... (laughs) It's people Sam, like that where like, please go investigate, can, show up in your speedo please, and see if they say anything to please. you. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who responded. You all put in such thoughtful answers and a lot of people responded like on actual, like wrote a, a longer post or a response. And I thought it was a great discussion. If you have more that you want to weigh in on, please do because 
that's just a really hot topic, hot topic, which kind of leads me to this, like on the same vein, as we wrap up this episode, when you posted that you just posted on Instagram, how did you find that photo? Tell everyone about that post that fired up. Yeah, yeah. So the one about, about from my, yeah. Six years so, ago. Yeah. Six years ago, you guys may remember you like the GGWOGs will remember that Joy and I both had blogs <laughs> and my blog was completely based around CrossFit. It started out called 90 days of CrossFit.com and then I changed it because I got a cease and desist. But I spent, I mean, my whole blog was like before and after photos, right? Like that was my thing. And then like paleo recipes, the whole thing. So I get like the memories, you know, on Facebook and stuff of those photos all the time. So that's where this came from. It was like a memories post. And it was like six years ago today, you post this photo. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at that person. And I totally remember taking that photo. And I remember like taking a million versions because I like wanted to get my abs. Yeah, the and, like, right angle. Yeah, yeah, I had, and like my shoulder muscle, like, and like, I'm not, you know, I think I look good in that photo. Don't get me wrong. But the thing that I... At the time, I didn't think I looked good. I remember specifically posting that and being like, oh, this one's okay. But like, I really wish like I could see my abs more. I really wish like my quads were bigger. And now I look back on it. I'm like, I looked good. And, but the nice thing is that now I can look at it and think like, wow, I looked good, but not have that followed up with like, oh, I wish I looked like that now. And I think like, I just am really grateful (laughs) that I don't put myself through that of like looking back at old photos of myself when I was objectively more fit and thinking like, oh, I miss that. Like, I don't really miss it. Mm-hmm. I don't really miss, I miss having that amount of time for myself, uh, but I don't miss being so caught up in that one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's like all you were doing and focusing on, which led me to another thing where I texted you today where I was like, I was thinking about just, this is going to con- consistently come up, right? Like Instagram happens, beautiful photos happen. I'm thinking about this a lot because I see it a lot. But I was like, I, I saw someone post like a before and after. And I'm noticing this trend of people posting their before as like the party girl in their 20s. That like, uh, uh, if you're looking at it objectively with the after photo, they look a, they look less lean than their after photo. They look like kind of a hot mess. Right. And I saw, I, and they're holding a drink. They're always like holding a drink and like someone else is cut out of the photo and they're, you could tell they're just like partying. And I was like, I'm seeing so many of those before photos and I texted Claire and I was like, you know what? Like I, everyone has that girl or even boy in them where you're in your twenties, you're a hot mess and you're drinking a lot and partying a lot. I'm like, that is an amazing time in your life. I never want to look at that and be like, this is my before. I never want to go back to that again. First of all, I'm probably never going to go back to that because I can't, like my body physically can't handle that level of drinking anymore. (laughs) And not only that is like, I was living, not that this matters either, but it kind of just goes back to like, I was having so much fun in my 20s and I never ever looked at that and was like, man, I'm so unhealthy. I was living it up and I had a blast and I was so dirt poor that I had a very small budget for groceries per week. I could only live off of ramen and oatmeal because you could buy it in the bin for like 25 cents a pound. And that was my diet because I had to that I had to do that for my diet. So maybe I did look puffy and I maybe looked a little bloated because I was eating an all carb diet. Uh, but I was having so much fun and I was probably sleep deprived and drinking too much, but I was happy. And I wasn't like, 
in this place where, look, I understand if people do some before photos where they were like miserable. But again, I'm like, but I see this all as this place where we have to go through it. And there's never this like ending better version of yourself. So I was just like, and then so I started like looking up photos and you texted me the best picture. We should we should put those on our newsletter because I don't want to put those out on social media, but maybe we'll do it in a newsletter of like me partying. And I had like a necktie tied around my head, like a, like a bandana. I mean, I was like completely drunk and I started texting you all these pictures yeah. of me partying. And I'm like, I loved this girl. I she was loved great. It. And I sent you a picture of me where I was, I'm like a white oh. trash party where I just, I'm such a hot mess. Like Claire has I have, like, like a trucker hat. With I have like a fully push up bra. You on. look this like a Britney had... Spears video where it's yes. like tied at the top, yes. the tie, the shirt tied. Low cut jeans. Your boobs are I falling had out. fake boobs. It was like literal fake boobs. I had like a fake tattoo on my fake boob like it was so my hair was like so, and I that's like my favorite photo I look back at the photo I'm so like man great. that was fun yeah so fun so fun. it's funny because so Brandon didn't drink in college he was straight edge like he literally didn't drink at all a single drink till he was like 23 or 24 wow and he always was like do you miss drinking like do you miss that life I'm like absolutely not I do not miss it no. but I loved it while I, I was doing loved it. it because we like, could because you could yes. rebound like a champ oh my gosh and right? like if get I did up that and now, go to I'd brunch be, yeah no. I would be literally dead. I would, I would be, die. yeah. You know what? That's actually all, like kind of a great, um, a great cor- cor- correlation, a great, you know, yeah, side by side. Uh-huh. Because I look back on that person the same way that I look back on like fit Claire, where I'm like, do I want that life again? No. Yes. But did I have so much fun while I was doing it? Yes. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be there. I don't want to go back to it. Like I wouldn't do it again, but I really enjoyed it while I was doing it. I enjoyed it. it while I was there, but I'd never go back to that again. And I never go back. And like, and I think that like, you know, when you think about your college life, it's acceptable to think about it that way where you're like, do I want to, you know, go back to drinking like crappy beer that I had to, you know, pay some stranger to go into the supermarket <laughs> to buy for me. And like, you know, doing keg stands and being up till two in the morning, then I have to get up and take a final the next morning, like drinking like crappy flavored vodka. Like, no, I don't want to do any of those things ever, ever, ever again. But did I really enjoy what was happening? Like, yes, I totally did. Similarly, do I want to go back to working out five days a week and weighing and measuring everything I eat all the time? And, and like standing on the scale eat, all the time you know, and dealing with numbers? Yeah, and, and no. And drinking and sleeping CrossFit. No, I don't want to do that again. But was it fine when it, when it happened? Like, yeah. Totally fine. Totally yeah. fine. Yeah. That's such a great point. It's like, we just don't want to go back there again. So we're not going to. Okay. Um, yep. I think I want to read really quick, not to kind of do another like circle back to what we talked about before, but I found some other messages. I want to read a couple really quick about the dress code thing because I thought they were really, really important. Um, someone wrote in and said, uh, as a 39-year-old mom, I've struggled with body positivity and feeling okay with my my post-baby bod. I recently decided to embrace comfort and started wearing booty shorts on hot days. I'd feel personally attacked if my gym all of a sudden banned booty shorts and would definitely take my money elsewhere. I'm not here for the body shaming this gym is pushing. It's a great point. I feel like if you, like wearing booty shorts, you have to understand, like it takes us courage to build up the confidence to wear booty shorts. Like I don't want that taken away from me. Like I understand that, you know, like it's kind of liberating to be, I mean, look, I'm a girl who wouldn't wear a bikini until I was maybe in high school because I was so body conscious. I was like a, so self-conscious. Um, and I didn't like to show my stomach. That was like a really big thing for me. So 
I, I can I can kind of relate to that where you're like, look, I built up the confidence to wear this piece of clothing. This means something to me. Don't you dare take that away from me. Okay, one more. At first, I was really upset about a dress code for both men and women. Why do we feel we need to continue to police bodies when other people are uncomfortable? Also, the morning chalk up had a good point that he also works out without a shirt on at times. Double standards? So I guess we can only take our shirts off if we look like Graham. But I also agree with the statement that as a gym owner, you create the environment you want and he's very religious. I stopped following him because of his religious push on social, but there are some people who really like this policy. He may lose the members who are more open about bodies, but he may gain members who want a more modest gym. What's hard for me is that I will try my best to stand up for people's abilities to live how they want live how they want to without fear of shame or violence. But at the same time, I can't tell Graham he is a bad guy for believing his own ideas, unless those ideas are drenched in misogyny and fear. It's very, very good points. All very good points. All right. Yeah, I think I hadn't really thought about it of like, this might create a better environment for some people who are like, you know, what? I feel uncomfortable around people who are showing that much skin. Like, that's fine, too. That's valid. So this is the gym for you. All right, guys. Yes. All right. By the way, it's lunchtime right now for me and Joy. We are recording this, like taking a break from work. I'm sitting in like my little pumping room. We're making it work, guys. We're making it work. We're my doing life the is thing. crazy. We're still are podcasting. Crazy. Come hell or high water. It. We yes. will still keep podcasting. So we thank you for listening. Podcasting. And send us your emails. Send us your thoughts. Send us your feedback. Send us your, send us your drunk girl Drunk girl photos. photos. Please. Let's. Okay. If you guys put send us your drunk girl photos, I'll, I'll show you mine. I'll show, show you mine if you show me yours because it's like they're so good and those they're girls so were good. amazing and we they had, had so such a good fun. time in life. They were yes. partiers. All right. All right, guys. Don't Party! Kettlebell Kitchen, discount code GGW. It's delicious. You're going to love it. It's the best. So it's the best lunch thing forever. Okay. Forever and ever. Okay. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.